Hello, and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my wife and co-host, Becky. Today's episode is brought to you by us here at Be Vigilant. We thank you guys for your support on American Christian Network, Mondays through Fridays at 3 p.m. Becky, what's going on today? Nothing. Oh, I was wondering how long she was going to stare at me before she said anything. <laughs> so nothing is going on with Becky. That's good, I guess, because otherwise I'd be in trouble. So first want to start by uh, thanking again our friend Willie Davenport for that intro song that we use. If you like that song and want to hear more like it, you can check him out on Amazon Music at Davenport Ministries. The dude is so talented, and we are so thankful that he allowed us to use that song. His lyrics that he writes are always, he'll give you the scripture that he took it from. He is a preacher, besides being a multi-instrument talented guy. With a voice like an angel? I don't know. <laughs> the dude can sing as well. Check him out, Davenport Ministries on Amazon Music. So once again, we do want to reach out to everybody out there. If you do enjoy hearing us at 3 p.m. on American Christian Network, we are looking for sponsors, donations to help keep us on the air so that we can continue to bring you our views on the Bible, on the world, and right here at home in Spokane County. If you'd like to get a hold of us to help us out, phone number is 509-818-7818. So today, we're going to do one of our uh, weekly, sometimes they're bi-weekly. We'll uh, dive into the news feed here because there's a lot going on that's not good. There's a lot going on that we should be having our feelers up and see what's going on as Satan tries to attack us from all angles through first for, through the media that's going to try to skew everything. Second, through whatever entities he has his grips on here in the world, which is a, a good amount, I would say. Mm-hmm. We are fighting an uphill battle for Christ, and that's all right. We know who wins in the end, so... As, as we bring you these news stories, always know that we're just trying to bring you the truth and the light and never get down, never hesitate for a second in your faith, because we know in the end Christ wins, and he'll come back, call us up there, hope he lets us fight a little bit. <laughs> no, I'll pass. Oh, all right. I guess you get that manly machismo, I want to fight with Christ, I want to... Until it comes time to stab one of your friends that wasn't saved. Hey, I gave you a chance. No. No? All right. I mean, I don't know that there will be stabbing involved, but... Yeah, that's a pretty up-close-and-personal way to kill someone, stabbing them. I'm just saying. You ever heard that comedian? Fighting, yes, Nick Swartzen. Mm-hmm. Um, fighting and war is a lot more intense, I think, than people realize. I don't know how many times I've heard somebody tell me recently... I just want a civil war. Well, do you? That's pretty stupid. Yeah, I do not want a civil war because in the end it's just death. Who wants a war? Nobody should want war. Well, if Jesus is my general and he's well, out right, in front, but I'm, there's a, that's a different war I'm talking about there. Yeah, but violence is never something that one should want. No, I'm talking about the end, mm-hmm. the Armageddon. Because I couldn't tell you, you know, I haven't, I'm not one of those crazy book of revelation theologians that can tell you exactly 
what happens. I can tell you when it happens. I don't think anybody can. Just tell kidding you again. Exactly what happened. Oh, there's some men out there and women too, I'm sure, that they, oh, they know it inside and out. Okay, good for you. You can know the book inside and out, but you're not going to know exactly what's going to happen. No. You can know in the end. You will have to, what is the word I'm looking for? Account? Account for those that you didn't share the gospel with. No matter how many demons you slay in that final battle with Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to Hollywoodize it real quick. Yeah. Always remember that whatever way we go out in that moment, God's going to say, well, how come you didn't share the gospel with Joe Smith? How come you didn't tell him the good news about I my son? Know Joe Smith. Oh, that's right. This is assuming that you know a Joe Smith. Oh. John Doe? I don't know any John Doe's either. So diving into the news today, we thank you guys for tuning in. We want to go to Breitbart. I get a lot of news from Breitbart. I don't, I don't know. They might be opposition, but they seem to put out a pretty factual statement. So that's why I use Breitbart. I don't know if you guys had heard this. Two days ago in North Dakota, an 18-year-old young man was run down by a drunken leftist liberal who thought that the young man, the 18-year-old, was a extreme Republican. Those were his words. Extremist? Extreme Republican. Yeah. So now, before we get into the story, there's a dead young man, and we pray for his family. We pray that that young man knew who Jesus was. We pray for the, the sadness and the loss that this family has to go through. And as we pray for them, I'm going to go right ahead and direct all the blame at the pretender, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. That disgusting display of evil speech that you gave two weeks ago has already set in to your people. Joe Biden, you called for action. You called that for them to stand up and face the extreme MAGA Republicans. This young man's death is on your hands, Joe Biden. I know you probably won't remember your speech because you're clearly... In early mid-set dementia. Yeah, I wouldn't say even early. Yeah, mid mid-set dementia. Some days you have moments of clarity. I doubt it. But Joe Biden, if you have any shred of humanity left in your body, which is hard to tell because you're so plastic surgeryed up, you look like some wax museum figurine. I'm getting a little angry at this guy. Mm -hmm. This young man had a bright future ahead of him. I don't know what what he was personally, but I can tell you every 18-year-old has a bright future. Every 18-year-old can be anything they want. And this 41-year-old slovenly-looking drunk who, I'm just going to say it, he has to have a mental health issue. to run. He, there might have been an argument, they say, mm -hmm. a political argument. He left, he came back, and he ran this kid down late night, and then went home, called the cops, left, went home, and the cops found him at home. What speeches like Joe Biden's two weeks ago is really starting to show us is the left has a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. The mental health issues plague America and plague the world. And I'm not saying that people on the right, there isn't some mental health issues there. Yeah, because I've seen a lot. But the violent extremist with the mental health issues, are on the left. Mm -hmm. This guy, drunk 41-year-old, decided to use... 
the kid's 18. You see a picture. His name is Kaler Ellingson. Everybody remember that name, Kaler Ellingson, because to me, that's the first victim of what Joe Biden's speech did two weeks ago. Run down by a man named Shannon. I'm just going to leave that there. That's a girl's name. If your name's Shannon out there, sorry. But he's accused of murdering this 18-year-old who he called an extreme Republican or a Republican extremist. He's already been freed from jail. Um, what was the bond you said? $50,000. $50,000 in North Dakota could be a lot of money. I, get, yeah. I kid. That's where all the oil is these days. But if this is from Breitbart. It says an official at the jail told Breitbart News that Shannon Brandt had posted a $50,000 bond and was released. Are you kidding me? You're wanted for murder. Mm-hmm. You're, you're innocent until proven guilty in this country. But from what I hear is he called the police and said, I ran the kid down. Then in his drunken state, left the scene. Didn't try to render aid. And why would he? He meant to kill the kid. Yeah. This, these times we are living in, the mental health issues, and I'll say it again, the left, more and more of them come out with mental health issues as they try to, you know, there was death threats made against Supreme Court justices after the Roe v. Wade, before the Roe v. Wade, after the, the leak happened. And if you're listening today, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you out there are a conservative. You're listening to a Christian radio station. Mm-hmm. If you're not and you're listening, I'm going to ask you to repent, to come to know who Jesus is and let God into your heart. Let Him, his salvation into your heart. But what we're seeing here is the rhetoric coming down from the top down. And this is nothing new. If you listen to our show, our combo show we did a few weeks back, right after this speech with Church and State and Patriot Radio, we played the the footage of liberal senators and Congress people telling people to get violent and to get into people's face. Mm-hmm. You don't hear this rhetoric from the right. So continue to stand on that. Continue to stand and remember this young man's name, Kaylor Ellingson. I hope I'm saying that right. Remember. That whatever the political argument was, he was standing up for his political beliefs, which is what we are allowed to do here in America. Mm-hmm. First Amendment rights give us that. And this drunk loser ran him down. I'm not going to try to get tough on the radio because a good friend pointed out yesterday that I might have said nobody calls me a wuss on the on the radio. <laughs> but what I am going to say, you a wuss? yeah, as he texts me that I'm a wuss. What I'm going to say is this has to stop. If you know somebody that voted for a Democrat, voted for Joe Biden, let them know that the love and the peace and the hippies of the 1960s Democrats are gone. What you're now voting for is a Democratic socialist who by any means necessary is out to ruin our country. It's a sad fact. And we've said it on the show before, and we'll say it again, and I'll say it again tomorrow. The only way to save this nation at this point is for the majority to turn back to God, to figure out that killing babies in the womb is wrong, to figure out that mutilating children that said they wanted to be the opposite sex is wrong, and that God gave us these laws to keep us safe and to keep us healthy and to keep us multiplying. 
and sin is wrong. This is murder. Mm-hmm. This 41-year-old, and that's not an old man either. No, because we're older than that. Yeah. <laughs> decided that he needed to take it upon himself to rub out an extreme Republican. I don't know what an extreme Republican is. They might be out there. But I know what an extreme leftist, I know what extreme Democrat looks like. It looks like this drunken son of a gun. <laughs> we need to continue to show one another love. That's that's the bottom line that I have here. Yeah, this is the tolerant yeah. left here. And we're, the, we're not going to try to say it's time to for the conservatives to move to action because that's not what Jesus would teach us. He would teach us and he teaches us to turn the other cheek. I do not believe that it's time to get up in arms. I believe it is time to peacefully protest, to peacefully assemble amongst ourselves and to get into large groups. You can peacefully protest in front of Congress people's offices, let them know that they are failing the country. You can peacefully protest in front of the White House. Not that it's going to change their elitist, money-driven, power-hungry minds, but maybe by gathering together the other side, the people on at the same level, the ground level, will start to see that there isn't anything different between you except for political ideologies. And as these politicians try to rip and divide us and make it further apart, this 41-year-old drunk decided that this young man didn't de- deserve to live. He deserved that he was something evil. And he decided to be judge, jury, and executioner on that small street in North Dakota. It's a sad fact. Mm-hmm. I'll pray for you too, you old drunk. Because that's what we need to do. Yep. Becky scoffs at me, but I don't know. I, it's, a, it's a sad story. We wanted to share that with you because this is where we're at. I'm blaming Joe Biden, the pretender, for this young man's death. And I hope that his parents do as well. I hope that this young man's family goes back and watches that. To me, a good lawyer can make a case for this is his fault. He He incited it. He incited this. Because the half-brain liberal lawyers that are trying to say that Trump incited January 6th and they're continue they impeached him for it a second fake impeachment if they can handle that i think any lawyer worth his weight or her weight can bring charges against the pretender and i think they should we've seen it you guys set the president you president you set the table by impeaching trump and allowing the attorney general of new york that lady to sue the president while he was a sitting president. Go ahead. I'll call on that. That'll be my call to action right now. If there's a lawyer listening or someone that knows a lawyer, let's figure out how we can sue Joe Biden for inciting this young man's death. And that's what I have on that story. One that takes a little bit weirder twist. I'm going to jump over to the National File. You can go to nationalfile.com. This is an article by Patrick Howley. It's titled, Clinton appointed judge Maxine Chesney accused of trying to silence the movement to expose CPS. I don't bet he's a big fan of CPS. She'd like to tell you how much she loves CPS right now. Child Protective Services, that's what we're getting at. No, not a fan. No. 
You know what I'm not a fan? I'm not a fan of three-letter governmental agencies. Mm -hmm, the alphabet agencies. Yeah. CPS, you have failed to do your job. Yeah, instead of child protective services, they're child trafficking services. Exactly. And so this article goes on to say a mother named Andrea Wood is calling out San Francisco federal judge Maxine Chesney. Okay. Oh, weird. San Francisco? Yeah. Never would have seen that coming. Yep. San Francisco, appointed by Clinton. She's saying she's calling out the judge for trying to stop the mother's efforts to legally fight against child protective services. Bill Clinton successfully nominated Maxine Chesney for a federal judgeship on the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California in 1995. So she's been there. And if you see this picture, good night, she's old. <laughs> retire. These judges, I don't, they just, don't they ever want to retire? They, they get these federal judgeships. They got to be making at least six figures a year, I'm figuring. Mm. My goal is, is to retire as quick as I can and not work. These people, well, because they know they can't like, give up the power. They've, yeah. they've been placed there by the, these elitist cabal. Yeah, when you have as much money as you could possibly need, then you don't want that anymore. You just want the power. Mm -hmm. That's hard to give up. It's like when a cat sits on your lap. I've been chosen. <laughs> these judges are like, I've been chosen. I have to stay here. The Council on Foreign Relations likes me. I need to stay here. Ugh. I need to continue to ruin people's lives. Anyways, back to the article. So... Now, Chesney is getting criticized for trying to silence the truth. Andrea Wood, who serves as president of the group California Family Advocacy, explained her legal struggle against Chesney in a recent interview for my band.video channel. And that's Patrick Howley's band.video. I follow Patrick Howley on some social media. He puts out a lot of good stuff. So I really enjoy what he does and the, the investigative journalism so, according to Andrea Wood, Maxine Chesney wrongfully labeled Wood a vexatious litigant. I don't even know what that word yeah. means. Yeah, if you're a lawyer, give us a call, 509-818-7818. We can, you can explain that to me. So, without a trial or a hearing, claiming that she filed a frivolous lawsuit against the Contra Costa County in California after a CPS agency there seized Wood's children. Wood has appealed Chesney's ruling and said that Chesney is trying to silence her. Wood recently appeared in the documentary Save the Babies, a documentary on CPS child trafficking. Hmm. And I know uh, Stu Peters, who has a podcast, great fiery guy, he, he gets intense. He is heavily involved when CPS steals children. That's right. I said CPS steals children. Yes, they do. Don't get me wrong. There's some areas and there's some uh, home situations where children shouldn't be part of. Yes. But when that, that decision is made by one person with a, a social justice degree from some liberal college, I don't, you don't get a social justice degree. I don't, you get what you, I'm saying. You probably can. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> I do not believe that one person should have the power to split up a family. Nope. And we've given that power to CPS. There needs to be, let's call it a civilian oversight, the police have them, with CPS. You shouldn't just be able to unilaterally remove children from a situation. I'm not going to say that every situation that a child grows up in is healthy. But some situations the parents need to get through. And they, maybe they don't need their kids snatched away from them. Mm -hmm. Maybe a parent doesn't believe in the exact Western medical practices that we do. Well, guess what? In America, you're free to do that. Mm -hmm. You're not free to allow your child to die. No. But I've seen cases in that. 
where they take the children because the family didn't believe in whatever practice needed to be done. They had a different way in line. I don't believe in every medical practice that is practiced here in the West. No. I don't think that children need 72 vaccinations before they're in seventh grade. Mm -mm. Tell me why they do. They don't. Yeah. So good on this lady. Continue to fight this old bat. She was appointed in 1995. She looks like she might be well over 95 now. (laughs) And I'm sorry. If anybody named Clinton, Bush, Obama, or Biden nominated you, you are not on the American people's team. Yeah, I think you can say that. So you can check the rest of this article out. Nationalfile.com. Patrick Howley, great investigative journalist. And then I wanted to go real quick over to the Western Journal here. This one is by Elizabeth Stouffer. It's a commentary on uh, DeSantis goes scorched earth on Dem who accuses him of human trafficking. No outrage when Biden does it. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, last week, Ron DeSantis, hey, to me it was a humanitarian effort. He was able to fly and bus 50 Venezuelan immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, which is an island, Becky says. I just learned that. That Martha Stewart does not own. Let's not blame her for this. But I'm going to say, I haven't looked it up, but the population of Martha's Vineyard is probably like 99% white. And it's 99% left elites. I don't think people, conservative people, money buy houses there anymore. This is where the Obamas just bought a beachfront. Uh, compound, mm-hmm. but wait, the oceans are going to rise. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you don't care about money, that's a whole nother story. But the left, the tolerant left, as Becky said early earlier, they got all up in arms when these fifty Venezuelan migrants. There was even tweets that they needed to be removed like trash. The tolerant left said that. I'm sorry, but I would like to hope. That if Martha's Vineyard was 99% conservative Christians and 50 Venezuelans showed up on a bus, churches would open their arms. They would clothe them. They would feed them. There's probably no churches on Martha's Vineyard. No, no, no. I'm saying in an alternate universe. (laughs) But I'm saying they can't do that. Oh, I bet you there's Presbyterian churches on Martha's Vineyard. I don't know. They probably got a lot of lady pastors on Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Anyways, that's why I said Christian conservative. If it was 99% that. I know our church would I know a lot of great churches right here in the Northwest that when the if there was a humanitarian need they would fill it and there's churches all over America that would what did Martha's Vineyard do they do have a homeless shelter they put this lady on they probably made hey give her this lady the title a homeless shelter and throw her on CNN we're just not equipped for this she said figure it out get equipped so within two days less than 48 hours Martha's Vineyard I don't know if the Bidens have a house there or not, but it's heavily Democratic uh, campaign donations. Ninety some percent voted for Joe Biden within 48 hours, less than 48 hours. The National Guard was there to ship these migrants off to the joint base Cape Cod, which I'd like to think that that base is probably pretty, too. It's in Cape Cod, Mm -hmm. but it's not Martha's Vineyard. No, they fooled them. You can hear them say, yeah, we told them they're going to go to a dormitory type thing. They're basically in a military prison now. If you go into a military base, you're not allowed to leave. Why not? I thought they're supposed to come here. 
Joe Biden tells yeah, them to come here. The American dream. They came through the poorest southern border. They went to the American dream. Martha's Vineyard is exactly. the American dream. Yeah. Starting off on the right foot there. So what from what I've researched here, DeSantis, the Florida government, they were these people had come through Texas. So they were voluntarily they said, Yeah, we'll go there. So they flew them. I'm sure it was Southwest or something, you know, maybe not the greatest, not first class. Got them to Martha's Vineyard, and everybody's up in arms. A sheriff of Bear County, who's clearly a Democrat and probably couldn't find his way out of a paper bag with scissors in his hand. Bear County, Texas, by the way. He said, I'm going to open up criminal charges against Ron DeSantis. Are you kidding me? First of all, it's in a different state. <laughs> Second of all, Ron DeSantis said, here, here's what they, f in Spanish and in English, this form that said that they will hold nobody liable for damages. It was pretty boilerplate. But these migrants, they knew what they were getting into. They knew they were getting a free shot to go up north. They did not know that the Biden regime was going to give them a free shot to live on Joint Base Cape Cod. I would think Martha's Vineyard has tons of hotels, bed and breakfast with extra rooms, mm -hmm. money out the yin-yang. Is that something you say? Sure. All right. That they would have taken these people in. You know, after the fact, these dumb white liberals, these Venezuelans enriched our lives. Then why did you shoo them away? How? Because they took selfies with them and whatnot. Oh, that is enriching. Yeah. Fake. In the fake news media, has people say these Venezuelans said that the treatment by DeSantis was worse than the Marxist regime that Maduro put them through back home. Then I guess you would want to go home at this point since it's worse here. Yeah, get out of here. Hey, Ron DeSantis, good on you for sending these people up there, giving them a shot at a better life. That's what I have to say about that. We thank you guys again. Becky, I thank you for helping out today. For sitting and staring. Yep. You supported me well. Stay tuned next, Church and State at 3.30. Who knows what those guys are going to get into today. After that, 4 o'clock, Patriot Radio. Always good to hear what Pastor Matt Shea has to say on the Intel Report and the great interviews that he has. Once again, if you'd like to help us out and support, you can get a hold of us at 509-818-7818. We love being on the air on American Christian Network, Mondays through Fridays at 3 p.m. We'd love to continue that. We're just asking for a little bit of help now. And, uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this show. We hope you like the news that we're shedding truth and light. For Becky, for me, it's been Be Vigilant. Until next time, remember to be sober, be vigilant.